Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 3, episode two, sorry, 325. We are getting close towards the end of the year as, as you well know. Uh, we are looking at uh, the week of November the 15th uh, to November the 21st, covering Doctrine and Covenants sections 133 to 134. And today uh, we are continuing with section 133. We might well get to the end of this section today, depending on uh, the timing and how well we get through everything. Um, but there is still yet more to learn about uh, regarding the second coming and the millennial reign of the Saviour. Verse 36, there's an angel that's referred to flying through the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel, which, of course, is a reference to Revelation chapter 14, in where in which it says, And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth and to every nation, kindred, tongue and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come, and worship him that made the heaven and the earth and the sea and the fountains of waters. Now, it's been suggested uh, in times past that that angel is Moroni, uh, obviously re revealing uh, the Book of Mormon, which restored the gospel of Jesus Christ. Initial, like it was the initial um, work or scripture that helped to restore the full gospel of Christ. Um, of course, it could refer to any of the angels or messengers that we've received on the earth in the ongoing restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And um, with this... Uh, it still has the, the the invitation to all those who receive the gospel in verse 37. And this gospel shall be preached unto every nation and kindred and tongue and people. And I found this quote by uh, Milton R. Hunter. And I think it's particularly interesting, actually, because whilst this quote was given in uh, 1951, um, there is... You would read it today and think that it was kind of an invitation given by President Russell M. Nelson or something. Uh, he says, quote, If one should read the Doctrine and Covenants through and tabulate various subjects that the Lord revealed information on, he would find that missionary work holds a dominant place. In my study of modern revelation, I have found that there is no subject that the Lord revealed more about that he talked on more times and in more ways than the missionary assignment. In fact, the gospel of the kingdom must be taken unto every nation, kindred and tongue, and people preparatory to the coming of the Lord. Not only must the gospel be taken to every nation and kindred and tongue and people here in mortality, but it must also be preached to all of our departed ancestors in the spirit world. A great missionary campaign must go forward until all who have died without the law of the gospel will have the opportunity to accept or reject it. Temple work will not be completely effective without missionary work. In fact, the people in the spirit world will have to learn the various gospel truths, receive the gospel plan of salvation, repent of their sins and prepare themselves to receive the temple ordinances which have been performed for them vicariously before that great work reaches a fulfilment and gives to the people the blessings that they should receive. Close quote. I love that because, again, it just reinforces the importance of the missionary work that we do, as well as the temple and family history work. And I think at times we can be um, uh, not guilty of, but at times an individual can be um, too biased toward one or the other and say, oh, well, I'll just focus on family history and temple work. I don't need to worry about missionary work because I'm doing this work. Or vice versa, they look, they work on so much on missionary work, but they don't um, consider looking for their own families um, 
and ancestors to take to the temple. Not necessarily that they don't go to the temple to worship, but they don't seek out the names of their own ancestors. Um, I I once heard an individual uh, in a in a place in somewhere states that their missionary work was to do the temple was to do the temple work that they do. And whilst of course you know no one I don't think is ever going to uh, chastise that brother for um, doing missionary work, doing temple work and family history work. Um, you know, we all need to engage in sharing our testimony, in providing an example to others and, and sharing that light with others on this earth as well. Um, and we all need to engage with that family history work. But as we have learned from previous sections, they without us can't, cannot be very perfect and neither can we without them. Uh, and so this uh, I thought was particularly interesting, this quote, in relation to what the Lord is saying here to us. Um, now, when the Saviour comes, uh, we know that when he arrives, that he's going to have a specific uh, clothing, a specific outfit. Uh, he has that chosen already. In verse 46, it says, And it shall be said, Who is this that cometh down from God in heaven in dyed garments? Yea, from the regions which are not known, clothed in this glorious, in his glorious apparel, travelling in the greatness of his strength. Um, in verse 48, it says, and the Lord shall be red in his apparel and his garments like him that treadeth in the wine vat. Now, obviously, this refers to when in, in ancient times where a couple of individuals would be in a huge uh, vat, a huge, well, for want of a better word, a huge bucket. But it wasn't just obviously a bucket, a huge container where they would press uh, sometimes up to their knees uh, in grapes and their clothes, therefore, would get easily stained with red, with with this uh, grape juice, as it was before it was fermented. And, of course, this uh, gives us the imagery or this idea of sins that are staining us, um, and as such, uh, our Saviour, our Redeemer, has stained himself with our blood so that we can be cleansed um, and be clean once again. Aldenile Maxwell said, quote, In addition to the consequence of scourging, how Christ's lifeblood had already flowed in Gethsemane. Remember, he suffered both body and spirit. Having bled at every pore, how red his raiment must have been in Gethsemane, how crimson that cloak. No wonder when Christ comes in power and glory that he will come in, rem in reminding red attire, signifying not only the winepress of wrath, but also to bring to our remembrance how he suffered for each of us in Gethsemane and on Calvary. Close quote. This, uh, red apparel is not only just to to indicate power um, and wrath but also it is to remind us of our sins that he has taken upon himself and that he is indeed our savior and redeemer the the savior of all mankind and in verse 50 when he says and his voice shall be heard i have i have trodden the winepress alone and i've brought judgment upon all people and none were with me um and then we get to a stage where, it, and we were referred to this at the start of this section, but in verse 51 it says, And I have trampled them in my fury, and I did, I did tread upon them in mine anger, and their blood have I sprinkled upon my garments, and stained all my raiments, for this was the day of vengeance which was in my heart. Um, again, we, we have here a very vengeance-filled uh, God 
in mind here. And of course, you know, we need to recognize that whilst we have a compassionate, merciful savior who has done so many things for us and has made it possible that we do not have to endure the, the pains and judgment that, um, that our sins have brought us, we have to have faith in him. We have to repent. We have to try and live our covenants so that we can receive those blessings. Um, otherwise, we will not be able to receive them. Uh, and and that justice will will return to us, um, and that sacrifice he made will not have been fully um, made. It will not have had its full effect on us because we haven't had given it the opportunity to do so. Not because our saviour uh, hasn't done that; he has done it for everyone. Um, but we need to be able to accept that into our lives. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed the study. Please continue to follow the podcast uh, and you can share the podcast itself or share the Facebook group. It would be great. That's Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. And you can also email ldsstudysession at gmail.com to share your feedback. Thank you very much for your time and until we meet again.